Hi everyone, my name is Kat Shear. I wanna thank you for hanging out with us in the special edition of The Rig Report. Before we get started, I just wanna remind you if you like what you hear, please like, share, and comment on this video. And if you wanna hear more interviews with semifinal athletes, be sure to subscribe to our channel. On today's edition of Meet the Athletes, I'm joined by Syndicate Crown semifinalist, Scott Tetlow. Scott, how are you? I'm good, how about, how about yourself? Good, really, really glad that you can join us. We're uh, we're doing this series where we're just kind of getting together briefly with uh, some of these athletes to just make sure we sort of know who you are, right? And and get to know you a little bit more before we're all uh, cheering you on at the semifinals in a couple of weeks in Knoxville. So this is your second visit to a semifinal, correct? Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, last year you were at the Granite Games. Yep. And how did things go for you there? Uh, went really well until day three. So, uh, the, yeah, this, it was, it was super hot out there and a lot of guys had a, the heat, the heat wave that came through that was record breaking at that time. And, uh, other than that is, you know, learn from it and you move on and hopefully this year, you know, see what you, uh, see what you learned. Now you're, you're known a little bit more of like an endurance athlete. Would that be a fair statement to say? That is a 100% fair statement. <laughs> okay. So much like how we were predicting um, athletes like um, Christy Aramo might do in a Granite Games semifinal, it, it seems like the same thing sort of happened to you, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, Granite Games has a particular type of programming, at least they have in the past. Um, and, and that didn't necessarily work out for you to your advantage. Now, how happy are you that you don't have to be outside for this semifinal? I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy about it. Yeah, yeah. However, like the way I'm training now, cause I moved before that I was up in Illinois. So, uh -huh. but down here, I'm, I now live in Louisiana. So the heat I'm, I'm like adjusted to the heat cause it's been 90 degrees for the past two months here. So, uh, and so I've slowly adjusted to the heat now, but it's going to be nice to be inside. You're going to have some AC going. And no climate control. Yeah, the it's only, always the nice. The only thing I'm hoping about is that my I don't get that Fran lung from the AC. Mm. I'm used to working in a, working out in a sweat box. Okay. Well, we'll we'll talk to Wilson and see if we can help you out with that. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure you'll be fine. I'm sure you'll be fine. Um, so I want to go back a little bit to your background prior to CrossFit. So you know, a lot of people have athletic backgrounds, and I just I'm curious to know what yours is. Uh, I played baseball for majority of my childhood. All the way up from kids pitch to my, when I was a senior in high school, I was a catcher. And then okay. in high school, I also played football, defensive line. And uh, and then I dabbled with some hockey growing up and, you know, soccer, some other sports, just to kind of introduce teamwork to, to uh, Got it. introduce that. So, but other than that, um, yeah, pretty much baseball was my focus. I'm a, I'm a baseball mom, so I, I get the whole baseball thing. It's awesome. <laughs> One of my favorites. I actually train a lot of um, baseball athletes, too, that are in high school. So did you do much weight training when you were in high school for baseball? Yeah. So actually, for football and baseball, for football, we were mandatory. Uh, every every morning was like weightlifting for in, in high school. So that was my first period all the way from when I was a my second semester when I was a freshman, all the way up to my last semester when I was a senior, they kept making up these weightlifting classes that we just, we were, we had to take every single day in the morning. So okay. I had, I had about an hour and a half of like four years, hour and a half of weightlifting. It was all like bodybuilding and stuff. My, as far as we did some cleans, but it was mostly football players just do power cleans. 
So sure. work explosive. So my clean form wasn't as good as it is now. But uh, for baseball, it was more of a it's kind of the same thing. Work that. Um, Did you take care of your arm pretty well as a as a catcher? I mean, you're throwing a lot, right? Yeah. No, I mean, not as much as a pitcher. It was never my arm. It was always my knees that would uh, mm -hmm. give out because I didn't believe in knee savers. I thought they made you slow for whenever <laughs> I threw down. So I never wore knee savers. And ah. I regret that. To the, uh, yeah. This. <laughs> it takes it takes a toll on you for sure. Yeah. Um, did you do any uh, sort, of, sort of formal education after high school? No, I uh, enlisted in the Navy when I was 17. My dad had to sign a contract for me. So, oh, wow. yeah, I uh, yeah, I wasn't much of a, uh, a school kind of guy. Not, so not a student. I, That's okay. Not a student. But now I mean, now I, I've taken some college courses since I've been in the Navy. And mm -hmm. it's it's a struggle, especially when I'm writing a paper. But, uh, but, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to increase my education a little bit. Awesome. Where did you grow up? Uh, originally around the, uh, in a little town called Weston, North Carolina. It's okay. about 10 minutes from 10, 15 minutes from Pinehurst, which is the big golfing area in North Carolina. Got it. Um, Brothers, sisters. I got one, I got one sister that's mm -hmm. about a year and a half older than me. Okay. Was she in a sports as well? Yeah. She played soccer and softball. Okay. Did you have, who was sort of your cheerleader with, with baseball, mom or dad? My mom, my mom was the cheerleader. My dad was the one that was like, you should have caught that ball. Mm. <laughs> A tough love. <laughs> yeah. The tough love kind of thing. But, uh, you know, my mom would be like, you played real well. When you went into the military, was that something that you were looking to do? Like, or was it sort of just something you felt like you needed to do? Um, for lack of other options, my dad, my dad gave me some options. Okay. And, uh, that was, that was one of the ones that I, uh, I went with just because okay. I, I graduated when I was 17. I was one of the younger ones in my class to graduate and I didn't apply to any colleges. Okay. I think my mom actually filled out a college application for me. And, uh, so my dad was like, Hey, you're not going to be sticking around my house. So you got to figure it out. And my dad was. Uh, like I joined the military, but my dad said, I'm not, you're 17. I'm not signing anything until you talk to all four branches of the Navy. So he at least did that to me. He goes, you're going to, this is what you want to do. You're going to make a right decision on which one you want to do. So I'm glad that he did that or else I'd probably be a Marine right now. <laughs> oh yeah. That's usually the most popular one. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and you're still um, in the Navy, right? Still in the Navy. Yep. Okay. So that takes you around, around the, around the globe, I would imagine, or is why you've moved so much. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I, I've actually been lucky enough to kind of stay local in the Louisiana area for a good bit. I only okay. went up to Illinois for two years. Um, I'm thankful for that, but I know that I'm eventually going to have to move around. Yeah. Now, um, we interviewed um, Matthias Porter last night. He's also in the Navy and is going to be at uh, the Syndicate Crown. Scott Schweitzer did that interview. It's on YouTube if you want to check it out. Yeah. Um, but he mentioned that he had to actually contact CrossFit with regard to the semifinals because there were some that he knew that he wouldn't be able to attend from a timing perspective due to his job. Right. Did you have any kind of situation occur like that? Um, I did. I, I When they sent out that form, I kind mm -hmm. of, right now, like the military is kind of weird with like doing, going to another country and everything, due oh, to regulations and everything. And I didn't want to take that chance of me not saying anything. I just figured it'd be best for me to like, Hey, go, be upfront with CrossFit 
um, and say like, hey, due to you know me being in the military, I don't know if I'll be able to cross a border and go into right. another country. And if I did, the, how long that process would take. So I just was hoping that they would take that into consideration and put me in uh, in a semifinals that was here in the U.S. somewhere because that wouldn't have been this that wouldn't have been an issue. Yeah, no, that's good, and it's nice you get the first you get to do it the first week. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, uh, well, nice and not nice. So explain that to people. Like, why is it good to go first? But then maybe why is it not great to go first? Um, it's good to go first just because it's the training aspect. You've been training all year for this, so so some it's kind of nice to just go ahead and get it out of the way and mm -hmm. you don't have to really worry about it as long like st the st stress st uh, stress about it but then it's also kind of nice to see like because crossfit released those two workouts that are going to be standard for all of them if you got the last weekend you could kind of really one train to those movements and become a lot better at it mm -hmm. and also get a visual of how other athletes are moving, where they fail at, what are the, what are the big issues? What's, especially the lift, you know, they could easily say like, okay, I know that if I can hit like a solid, you know, 315 for that complex, then, you know, I'm going to be in the top, top 15 or something like that, you know? Um, so right now I'm kind of going into it like, eh, what, I wonder what guys are going to hit for this. I have an idea, but right. we'll, we'll see. But yeah. Well, the good thing is, I think the Torium Pro is like tw 24 hours ahead of time. So oh, maybe maybe you can get a little bit. I don't know that for, for a fact, but I know with the time zones, it's wacky. So maybe you'll get a little bit of an advantage I, there. Hey, I'm glad we had this conversation. Yeah, see, you're <laughs> welcome. <laughs> um, you are, is Nick your coach? Yes, Nick is my coach. Okay, so um, tell everyone sort of how you met up with Nick. I, I know you were doing some training. So for people that don't know, you made the 2020 CrossFit Games. Yes. The, the year with the asterisks, right? Yes. You were you were in that online competition. I think that year you placed 17th in the open and that was how you qualified for the games. And then 17 was apparently your lucky or unlucky number. And you got 17th in uh in the actual that set that first stage of the games, correct? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Overall. And so did you meet Nick right before that? Yes, I did because I was okay. so the, that was right when the like the COVID spike happened, and mm -hmm. the military would not allow you to leave with it with, outside of a 150 mile radius. So I've seen all these oh, people. Wow. I'm I'm training by myself. We're kind of like unsure if the games are going to happen, and then all of a sudden we get confirmation that the games are going to happen. I start kind of seeing that all these other athletes are training together, and I'm like, who lives around me? I like literally creeped on Instagram just to see who was around me and who I could possibly train with. And I remember listening to a podcast that um, Nick was on that said, oh, yeah, you know, we, we, I live like 45 minutes south of Chicago. So I hit him up and I said, hey, I know you don't know me, but I qualified for the games. And he didn't even know who I was or anything. And all he responded was, yeah, let's do it. So I drove down to him, I think, two weeks later, got a full weekend with them. And I really liked, like he and I kind of clicked very well, I thought. Yeah. And, and you so beat him I, in a few workouts, right? Yeah. Well, he, yeah, I, so he knew you were legit. I, yeah. I didn't beat him in any strength workouts. Let's just clarify that. But I, beat <laughs> okay. him a couple of workouts. but, um, so yeah, I really, he and I clicked very well. And on the way back from the 2020 CrossFit games, I was having a conversation with my wife and I was like, Hey, you know, like I made it I, before that I didn't have a coach or anything. I was just kind of like, following programs and I was just doing stuff on my own, kind of how I saw fit. 
And I remember somebody saying like, Hey, if you really like, you know, it, getting a coach is a huge bonus in this sport. So I had an mm -hmm. honest conversation with my wife and like, Hey, you know, I think that if I ever want to really succeed, maybe I should go out and get a coach and do all this. And so I was like, you know what, Nick, Nick and I really clicked well. So let's see what he said. And he, he was, yeah, super happy about it. And so he's been my coach for about two and a half years now. Okay. So he's coached you through the 2021 season then. Yep. 2021 season. That was, and that was like where we really learned from coach to athlete. Cause before Granite games, he's never seen me compete or anything. So we were kind of like, he was kind of hesitant on telling me stuff because he's sure. never known how I compete. We've only been with each other, I think for about nine months because the games got pushed back to like the end of September. We were only with each other for like eight months before that. So mm -hmm. this year we've had, leading up to this week we've had lots of honest conversations like hey this is where i need you to kind of chime in and tell me you're overthinking this or hey you need to hey you need a break like you're there's no way you're going unbroken on something like this like that's where i need you to come in and and cool, calm me down a little bit like that's bring great back to reality so he'll be there with you right yes Awesome. Very cool. Um, I noted too, in one of your interviews, you talked about um, the fact that the bench press is not your best, um, best strength movement or the, to the other total was not like something you were looking forward to. No, this was back in 2020. And now here we have it came up in the quarterfinals. How did you do in that workout? Not good. <laughs> no. Okay. That's what, I mean, I've been dealing with the neck injury, so I was really okay. more nervous about my uh, overhead squat. So just the shoulder stability, I haven't done, been doing a lot of overhead work simply because of that. And not saying, not using that as an excuse. I was actually really happy that I hit 10 pounds under my max overhead squat. But I mean, I'm not known as the strongest guy in CrossFit. So I was kind of, that was more like damage control for me. Um, but the bench press, my max bench I've ever hit was 315. And that was after a deployment when I was doing nothing but bodybuilding a little while ago. So to, you know, to not be benching that much and do a crossbow, sure. I was kind of happy with 290 around that. But, you know, and I, I hit my one rep max clean for that. I mean, overall, I was actually pretty happy with how it how it went down. Sure. That's great. Um, so the workouts have come out. Yes. Have you seen them all? I have. Have you and Nick discussed, debriefed? I have, and I've tested. I, I went this morning. Uh, I've already tested, like, not really tested, just kind of gotten a feel for it. Played around with some for, of them. Uh, yeah, for, for three of them. Okay. So. You want to call your shot here? You want to you want to tell us which one people should be looking out for you for or no? Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I can, no, yeah, no. I'm not no. going to do it. Wanna, how do we feel about the repeat, the 2014 repeat? Oh, that's, uh, I mean, I, I it's rope climbs. I got people can jump like 10 feet, touch the rope. I'm touching like, I'm jumping like seven feet. Right, so, right. My my object is just to not die out. Don't mm -hmm. don't uh don't go to failure. <laughs> that is I'm, a very good strategy. Yeah, I've done it a couple times and uh, in practice and like I'm just like I was thinking like man that would be something that, that actually workout came out and now it has so we'll see. <laughs> I was I was a little disappointed that it's not the finale just because I feel like it's such a it's such an electric workout um, and I know people have been talk you know there have been podcasters talking about. The workout and how maybe it should have been modified for 2022 since you know there's been some elevation of the game since right. 2014 in terms of athletes but um, it'll just be interesting to see i like the 
the fact that we'll be able to compare times apples to apples, you know, and yeah. see just how. And that very well could be why they did it because they yeah. haven't done something like that. I mean, that's what, eight, eight years, eight years yeah, of difference. Eight there. years. So you're about to see some huge difference. Eight years of fitness, right? Yeah. yeah. Now for me personally, I'd probably be worse at it because I've been doing this since about 2014, but I'm in a different season of life. So <laughs> that's my excuse. I'm not getting stronger for sure. Um, let's go into some personal questions here. Um, Scott's on the live here and he's wondering about your tattoos. Let's talk about some of those that ink oh. you got on your sleeves. Uh, so this is a Greek mythology right here. Okay. Uh, on this side, I got um, going down chest to the arm here. It's supposed to be supposed to be a Greek mythology going to Olympus, eventually going down into Hades. Oh, and nice. This is because I'm in the Navy. I got a, a pirate. This was my very first tattoo I ever got here. Well, I should say second one because the first one's in my lip. Um, <laughs> but, hold on, uh, hold on. Back up there. The Olympus, the Navy one. And then this is actually my wife got into tattooing. And I was pretty much her her canvas for her skin for her to practice on. So I got an, uh, her very first one is an anchor on my leg and I got a fish hook. That's like looking like it's hooking into my skin on my foot. And then she did one more and then she ended up doing this whole, like I felt like she was good enough. So I was like, all right, I trust you. And she ended up doing this whole um, bottom half of my arm. Wow. So, were, were you on um, the tattooed athlete podcast? I was. Yeah. I saw that. I just had like deja vu when you said my wife did like use me as a as a test bed because I remember yeah. you talking about that there. Uh huh. Yeah. So All I like every single day. Now. It was a great investment. I think. How much did I pay for your machine, babe? Heck yeah. Maybe six hundred bucks, and I got like four or five tattoos out of it. That <laughs> so is amazing. I, well, I, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. You've never been to Mac before, have you, or any of the the Mid Atlantic esque no. um, competitions? Have no. you been in Knoxville? No, I've never been to Knoxville. They, I did the uh, Mayhem Classic back in 2020. Yep. And that's yeah, the competition I've done in Tennessee. Okay. Yeah, I remember that's the first time that I um, sort of knew who you were. You came on came on there. You and Colton Mertens were both like two of the people that I was following that weekend. Yeah. So you and Colton have a little, like, you're both small in stature. Uh-huh. Right? Do you guys get compared a lot? Do you feel like you do? Do you know him? I, I mean, I know, I like, we know of each other. We're not, we don't really like, we don't you talk. Don't like, you don't we, give each other like talk, the Jeep like, wave or anything? Like, uh, hey. We don't, we don't talk about like, hey, this is going to be our kind of workout or anything or like, hey, this is going to suck for us. But, right. uh, but no, we know, we know of each other. And um, yeah, it's, I mean, cool. Well, it's, dude. We yeah. Granite Games, I, for the thruster one, I was like, hey, man, like, both of us are probably going to do well on this. I said that to him. So, yeah. I thought that too when uh, 22.3 came out, like you guys were the first people that I thought of and there you go and win it. So, yeah. well, I knew I was, uh, I was at home. I was like, I, the only person that I think would beat me in this is Colton. So there you go. There's some mano a mano there. Um, all right. So favorite baseball movie. Sandlot. Oh, that's a good one. I didn't think about that one. Mine is uh, trouble with the curve. Okay, that's You've the. That? Uh, is that the uh, Clint Eastwood? Clint Eastwood one, yeah. Okay, where he's like losing his vision. Yep, mm -hmm. and his daughter's like scouts for him. It's like a chick, more of like a chick flick than a baseball movie, but I can get behind that for sure. Um, all right, so we are going to see more of you um, in a couple weeks in Knoxville. Scott and I are going to be there, so let's make sure we catch up in person. 
and uh, you know, sure. say hello to one another. And uh, maybe we can get some more interviews with you as the weekend progresses. But um, we really appreciate you taking the time to you know sit down with us for a few minutes and get to know you. And we wish you the best of luck. And uh, we'll see you out there on the floor in Knoxville. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you.